0: So if you got your Bibles with me, turn to chapter uh, 21, Matthew. Excuse me. Very common story. You guys are going to know this right off. As a matter of fact, I think I preached on it. But uh, Matthew chapter 21. Y'all ready? Verse 1. It says, Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, listen, y'all know this story, right? Y'all know this story? Sounds kind of like a Palm Sunday story. Okay, just make sure y'all are reading your Bible. Okay, He he said, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you. Listen here. And Jesus is talking, and he says, immediately you will find a donkey tied up. He says, immediately, he says, you're going to go into a village opposite you. You're going to find a donkey tied to a post, right? And a colt with her. He said, loose them, untie them. And bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, I want you to catch this. Listen. The Lord has need of them. Everybody say, the Lord has need of them. them. Okay, everybody really, everybody say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. The Lord has need of them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled. This was a prophecy that was spoken hundreds of years. Zechariah has spoke hundreds of years before Jesus came. We know this story. This may be fulfilled from the prophecy saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you lowly, sitting on a donkey, a coat and a foal of a donkey. Listen, so the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt. They laid their clothes on him and sat him on them. Jesus sat on him. And then a very great multitude, listen to this, this is important, spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before those called out saying, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We know the story. But I want to talk to you today. I want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning because I know that God is using many of you in many different ways. Amen. Amen. I know for a fact that God is using many of you in many different ways, but I want to talk to you about this in the form of a question this morning. I want to ask you a question, and at the end of this message, I want you to be able to answer this question. Can Jesus use me? Everybody say, can Jesus use me? I want you to be able to answer that question for me after this message, because the Lord... Used a group of people from this church in Guatemala recently, amen? We just sent a handful of people down to Guatemala and we had some, and we're gonna hear a little bit more about this next week. We're gonna kind of unpack that Guatemala mission trip next week, but I do wanna tell you that God used a handful of people mightily from this church in a third world country, amen? Can Jesus use you? Can Jesus use you? That's the question I wanna ask you. Jesus is using many of you to impact others and to show his love to a fallen world, okay? So that's the question I want to ask you, and I want you to ask yourself as we're going through this, can Jesus use me? See, he used this animal in this text, and there are certain things that you see in this story that made this animal something that God could use very, very powerfully, amen? Amen. There were some things that he had to do so he could use this Donkey, in a powerful way. So I want you to think of the magnitude of this moment. I want you to think of the magnitude of this moment and I want you to think about what was happening and what he would use. The mag- this is Jesus' last week of his earth- earthly life. Amen? The magnitude of this situation and what he would use. So I want you to think about that question. Can Jesus use me? Everybody say, can Jesus use me? This third verse is really what I want to center in on. Look at this, Matthew 21, 3. Look at this. said, the Lord has need of them. You see that? If anyone says anything to you, you tell them. The Lord has need of them. I could have read this story in all four Gospels because it's that important. Amen? It's Palm Sunday. It's the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. We know this is the week before Easter. We know this story. You can read it in all four Gospels. It's that important. But all four writers of all four Gospels of the New Testament, all four of them included this story right here. All of them. And they used that phrase. One of them said, the Lord has need of it. Look it up. One of them says, the Lord has need of it. One of them says, the Lord has need of them. One of them, depending on what translation you look at. But they all four used that. Amen? The Lord has need of them. But the point is clear. What's interesting out of this, guys, about this text, nowhere else in the Bible does it say that God has a need. Nowhere. Look it up in Scripture. It's the only place in the Bible the Scripture says, the Lord has need of him. Jesus told him to tell anyone who tried to stop him from taking that animal and bringing it back to be used for his purpose. He said, you tell him, the Lord has need of that. I need that. That's what he said. You tell him, I need that. I need it. Amen. Y'all following me this morning? Okay. He said, I need that. You can't find in the Bible... Where God has a need. You can't. Look at Acts 17, 25. He said, God, he said, I'm not even worshipped by men's hands. He says, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needs anything. Amen. Come on, y'all. He don't need nothing. He says, I'm not even worshipped by men's hands. Listen to this as though God needs anything. God doesn't need anything. He's self-sufficient. Amen. Amen. God is self-sufficient, God is self-reliant and yet this text says that God needs something. Amen? Watch this. He says God needs something. This is the only place in the Bible where God says this is where I need something outside of myself. God is self-sufficient. You need food, you need water, you need air to stay alive. God does not need none of that. God don't even need you. Amen? God is self sufficient. He does not need food. He does not need water. He does not need anything. You need all of this stuff to survive. And God says, I don't need anything. He even said in Acts 17, I don't even need your worship. He's not even worship with men's hands. He said, I don't even need your worship. That's why I said, we get to worship. He said, I don't even need your worship. We think we come to church because God needs our worship. God doesn't need your worship. You need to worship. And if we don't, he said, the rocks will even bow down and praise me. Come on, y'all. He said, he said, if you don't praise me, the rocks will even bow down and praise me. And then, and then here's what, listen. I want you to understand this. Oh, God, if you save my life, I'll worship you even more. I can take your full life if I want it. God, I will give you my children. He said, I give them to you first. You have nothing to barter with. You have nothing to barter with. Amen. God don't need anything from you. You need to worship. God is not the one who needs our worship. You need to worship. Let me tell you something, because you're going to worship something and you're going to worship somebody. It might as well be Jesus. Amen. You're going to worship something. I don't care. You're going to worship something, and you're going to worship somebody. It might as well be Jesus. Amen? Might as well be Jesus. Psalm 5010, look at this. This famous verse where he's talking, and he's going through Psalm 50, and he says, well, you feed me if I'm hungry. We do this, we do this. And, And it's this famous verse where he says, listen, every beast of the forest is mine, and I own the cattle of a thousand hills. He said, I own the cattle of a thousand hills, and every beast of the forest is mine. What are you going to give me? You can't give me nothing. He don't need nothing. Amen? Amen. But this is the only place where God has a need, right? What are you going to do for him? What can you give him? But in this text, very unusual text, to be honest with you. It's a very unusual text. Jesus said, I need that donkey. He said, I need that donkey. And what I want you to notice is he didn't say, I need a white stallion. I need a Clydesdale, I need a Tennessee Walker horse, I need all this. He didn't. He said, I need that donkey. He said, I need that donkey. I don't need any of that stuff. And in one of the most critical moments of Jesus' earthly ministry, I want you to catch this. He would use that animal to go into Jerusalem the last week of his life so he could die on the cross for you and for me. He would use that donkey. One of the most critical moments of his earthly ministry and one of the most critical moments of his life, he said, I don't need a stallion. I need that donkey. He said, I need it. I can't take salvation to the world unless I have something I can ride on and I need that donkey to do it. Amen. I need that donkey to do it. A donkey is a beast of burden. I talked to somebody this morning who's donkey lovers. I hope I didn't offend her and send her off. A donkey is a beast of burden. Amen? A donkey, more than anything, is a burden bearer. Do you hear me? A donkey is a burden bearer, right? You see places in South America. You see places in Haiti. They just went to Guatemala. You go to some of these... Third world countries and, 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 and you'll see a lot of donkeys. And sometimes you'll see these donkeys and they got these big packs on them. And they're, 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 you know what I'm talking about? They got these big bags on them and they're dragging almost to the ground. You can't, they're just packed up and all you can see is the donkey's head and his tail. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? They're burden barriers. They're beasts of burdens. They're big bags. They carry them on and you, because it's a, it's, it's, it's a load carrier. You understand what I'm saying? Donkeys are burden barriers. They're load carriers. A donkey is anything, it's a burden barrier. Can I tell you the church was not built by stallions? Amen. Come on, somebody. I want to tell you right now that the church was not built by stallions. The church was built by people who would take on a burden. Great families are not built by show horses. I'm telling you, somebody has got to carry a burden. Amen. Somebody in your family has got to carry a burden. Great families are not born are brought out by show horses. Somebody's got to carry a burden for the house of God. Somebody's got to carry a burden for the worship over there. Somebody's got to carry a burden for the finances of the church. Somebody's got to, somebody's got to come under that burden. Do you understand what I'm saying? Donkeys are burden bearers. Somebody's got to start carrying a burden to win the lost again. Amen. Somebody's got to start carrying a burden to win the lost again because I'm going to tell you we're in the most critical time in my lifetime We're in the most critical time of our country people are lost people are confused people are dying and going to hell We have got to have that burden to win the lost again. We have to people are deceived and they don't know Jesus People are deceived and they don't know Jesus Somebody's got to start carrying that burden They know religion but they don't know relationship. They know religion, but they don't know relationship and somebody has got to carry that burden of winning a lost world to Jesus. Somebody's got to do it. Jesus said, depart from me, you evildoer. I never knew you. But we did this in your name and we did that in your name. That's religion. That's religion. We cast out demons and that's religion. We did that, that's religion. That's religion. How do you get to know somebody? You gotta have a relationship with them. He said, I never knew you. See, ya. they know religion, they don't know relationship. And I want to give you some lessons from this story that I pray will become real to you. I pray that they touch you and change you. I pray that they will answer that question. Because when I'm done and I look at this donkey. I see the kind of people that Jesus can use. When I look at the life and the lessons of this donkey, I see the kinds of people can Jesus, that Jesus can use. And I'm going to give you a few quick points real quick. Okay? I want to talk about this. Lessons from a donkey <laughs> that qualify you to be used from God. Amen? Amen. Number one, y'all ready? The greatest blessings come from the greatest burdens that you bear. The greatest blessings come from the greatest burdens that you bear. Amen. Jesus Christ was the greatest blessing this world has ever received. You got to come on. You got to do better than that. You better tell him. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Jesus Christ was the greatest blessing this world ever received. But I want you to understand this. The burden that animal bore was the blessing that he carried. You've got to understand this. The burden that that animal bore was the blessing that he carried. All we care about in this generation is the blessing. The blessing. The blessing. Oh, I care about the blessing. Oh, this is all we want because the greatest blessings in life. Listen to me. Oh, all we care is the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. I want the blessed life. Thank you, Robert Moore. Somebody needs to write a book about the burden life. Amen? Somebody needs to write a book about the burden life because all we want is the blessing and the blessing and the blessing. But I'm here to tell you that the greatest blessings of your life will come out of the biggest burdens that you carry. I'm telling you. How many people have you talked to that are in there that have taken care of their dying loved one, or they've done this or they've done that, and they said, I wouldn't trade it for nothing? One of the greatest blessings you have comes out of the biggest burdens that you carry. I'm telling you, telling you, you got to understand this because the greatest blessings come out of the biggest burdens that you carry in life. You cannot separate the blessings from the burdens. You can't. Amen. You cannot separate the blessings from the burdens. If I get a burden, then the blessings gonna come. If I get a burden, then the blessings gonna come. You cannot separate them. Notice that the weight of Jesus on that animal, that was the burden, y'all follow me? The weight of Jesus on that animal, that was the burden on that animal. He was a burden bearer. And yet that burden was the greatest blessing that God would use. I'm telling you, when you understand that, that the burden of Jesus Christ is where the blessings come from, can I tell you it's a burden to carry Jesus? Thank you, one person, thanks for that. Can I tell you that it's a burden to carry Jesus with you in places, to live for Jesus, to have convictions for Jesus? It's a burden. It's a burden to stand for what's right. It's a burden. But out of that burden comes the greatest blessing. Out of that burden comes the greatest blessings. And I want to tell you, many of you are dealing with burdens in your families. Many of you are dealing with things in your homes. But I want to encourage you today that the greatest blessings of your life, they don't just come out of blessings, out of blessings, out of blessings. The greatest blessings in your life are going to come through the biggest burdens you're carrying in your family. You got to get that. I'm telling you, you got to get that. The greatest, you know. I've never, you know. I want to tell you this: you're not qualified to use, to be used by God unless you understand that. I have to tell you that. Unless you understand that your blessings are going to come out of burdens, you've got to understand that. Okay. I've never seen a pretty donkey. I've never seen a pretty donkey. Again, this young lady I was talking to this morning would beg to differ, but. <laughs> Donkeys are burden bearers I've never seen a pretty donkey. Amen. Why does Napoleon always in a picture, or Alexander the Great or Julius Caesar or any of these people as they're posing in all of these ancient pictures and they're, all these pictures you got you know they got them on next to this big white stallion raised up on his hind legs and and they're doing all and they take these pictures and why do you? You know why? Because they knew and they understood that they need to position the king in a position of authority and power. And they have to show that and they have to present that in that picture. But let me tell you something. Here comes the king of kings, y'all. Here comes the man who don't need no stallion. He don't need to be projected as powerful and all authority. This is Jesus. He's the king of kings. And he said, I need a donkey. I need a donkey. He don't need anything to make him look powerful. He doesn't need your talent. He doesn't need your good looks. He don't need my horrible preaching. He don't need your great singing ability. Come on, y'all. He don't need anything to look good. Amen? He can use anything and anybody, and he will use anything that will get up under the burden of carrying Jesus. He will use you. He will use you if you just get up under the burden. All you got to do is just get up under the burden of carrying Jesus. If you don't have a burden, I don't care how talented you are. (laughs) You got to understand this. If you don't have a burden, I don't care how talented you are. God can't use you. If you don't have a burden, you got to get a burden for the lost. And if you're going to carry Jesus, the greatest blessings come out of the biggest burdens of carrying Jesus. Amen. We want everything easy. I don't want my friends to not like me. I don't want to be invited to the party. I don't want to not get a boyfriend or have nobody hang out with me. That's the burden of carrying Jesus. That's the burden of carrying Jesus. Amen. Can't get nobody to date me. Well, that's the burden of carrying Jesus. Amen. But when you carry the burden of Jesus, the blessings will come. You can't have one Without the other. Amen. Y'all get that? Young people, y'all getting this? It's the burden of carrying Jesus. You're not going to fit in all the time. It's the burden of carrying Jesus. But I promise you the blessing is so good. I wish I would have had somebody tell me this when I was 18 years old. Amen. That that burden of carrying Jesus had no idea. Next, listen, if you want Jesus to use you, the story teaches us that Jesus calls the unqualified. Amen? Jesus calls the unqualified. I want to tell y'all something. This messed me up right here. <clears throat> this messed me up. I want to you, I want to show you. I you, I was talking, you laugh if you want. <clears throat> it's funny excuse me, my wife and I were just talking about this the other day, we was driving down the road and I put this message, I was like, Carol, this messed me up when I read this, didn't I was <laughs> I want y'all to see this. This is really real. This messed me up. Just reading through this story. And there's one place in there where it gives more description of this animal. And it's talking about the things it does. And I want you to look at Luke 19.30. I want you to see this. He says this right here in Luke 19.30. It says, it's a donkey. Jesus said, it's a donkey. Look, which no one has ever ridden. That messed me up right there. You'll read right over that. Come on. Do you understand what I'm telling you? You will read right over that. It's a donkey which no one was ever ridden. You'll read right over it. You know what that means? That means that it was an unqualified carrier. It has never been trained. It had never been qualified. It couldn't carry nothing. It wasn't talented. It wasn't a... Do you hear what I'm telling you? If God's going to use you, you don't have to know everything. If God's going to use you, you don't have to be trained and be talented. And nobody had ever even sitting on that donkey before. I don't know where my donkey girls at, but I want to ask you if you ever sat on a donkey that ain't nobody ever sat on, how's that going to work out for you? Right there. Hey, right. listen to me. That was an unqualified carrier. If God's going to use you, you don't have to know everything. If God's going to use you, you don't have to have a degree in theology. Amen, thank the Lord. Right? He uses the unqualified. The first thing you got to do is you just got to get up under that burden of carrying Jesus. Amen? That's what you got to do. And if you'll carry Jesus Christ into the workplace... I want to tell you something. They don't care about the Greek and the Hebrew. They don't care about the exegesis of the, the structure of the context of this scripture. They don't care about that. Because when you carry Jesus into the workplace, you know what they care about? Is that you walking in with a different light. That's all they know is they get to see Jesus in you because you're an unqualified carrier. You're just carrying Jesus into the workplace. You're carrying Jesus, you're a light into the world. All they want to know is they can feel the difference when you walk into the room. Amen. That's all they want to know is you can feel the difference when you walk into that room and you're carrying Jesus. When you walk into that room and you're under that burden of I love you. I care about you. I want you in heaven. When you're walking under that burden, you don't need a degree in theology. Amen. That's all they want to know. How can I pray for you? because I have a living relationship. I don't walk in religion. I have a living relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, the one riding my back is real. (laughs) Woo! The one riding my back is real, I'm here to tell you. Jesus uses and calls the unqualified. He uses and calls the unqualified. You say, well, I don't understand everything. I don't know what I'm doing. You don't have to understand everything to do great things for God. You don't have to. You don't have to understand everything to do great things for God. You don't have to. I look back when I first started preaching. It's funny because I was talking to my wife about this thing. About 10 years ago, 2012, I think, was when I gave my first message, actually. I didn't know a lot about the Bible. I didn't know a lot about preaching. I didn't know how to preach. Listen, it was pitiful. It was pitiful. But I was carrying the burden And I knew that Jesus was on my back. I knew the King was on my back. I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I didn't know what I was doing, I was scared to death. I'm up here preaching this horrible, pitiful message. I had no idea what I was even talking about. Listen, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I just knew that I had that burden. I knew that God had called me to preach. I knew that God had put this burden on me and I didn't know what to do. And many times, Many times when I first started preaching, I felt like I had made a fool out of myself. I can see, hear y'all's thoughts. <laughs> I know. Still do, Pastor. <laughs> yeah. I hear your thoughts. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Still, still do make a fool out of yourself. I love you. I know. I hear you. I get it. But I'm so glad God doesn't just use stallions. Amen? I'm so glad God doesn't just use stallions. I'm glad he uses unqualified donkeys. Amen? That's what I'm happy about. We don't need stallions at Restoration Church. We need some donkeys who are willing to get up under that burden. We need... You got to get up under that burden to carry Jesus Christ. That's what you got to do. So glad. So glad. But if you go down the road with him, listen to me, he don't need you to be qualified. If you go down the road with him, he'll qualify you. If you go down the road with him, he'll train you. If you go down the road with him, he'll teach you. He'll bring you up. Amen. You don't need to be qualified. You don't need to know it all. Can I tell you, they won't give you the glory. They'll give the one you're carrying the glory. Amen. Come on. Give him give more praise than that. Y'all got to give him more praise than that. Come on. Everybody say, Lord use, me. Lord, use me. Come on now, you didn't do it. Everybody say, Lord use, me. Lord, use me. Here's something so important this story teaches us that you have to carry Jesus. Listen, you have to carry Jesus, but Jesus will do the heavy lifting. Come on. You carry Jesus, and He does the heavy lifting. What do you mean? Well, look at Isaiah 53, starting in verse 4. Look at this. Surely, listen to it. Listen to it. Surely, He has borne our grief. He has carried our sorrows. He says, you carry me, I'll carry all that stuff. Come on, somebody. He says, you carry me, I'll carry all that stuff. We esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Listen, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. And then it goes on to stay in verse 6. Look at this. And the Lord, listen, laid on him all of our iniquities. You carry Jesus, he does the heavy lifting. He laid on him, put it all on him. Amen? Laid it all on him. You carry Jesus. You carry that burden of carrying Jesus Christ. You hear me? The reproach of carrying Jesus Christ. Sometimes the rejection of carrying Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, if you get up under that burden of carrying Jesus Christ, he'll do the heavy lifting. He'll carry all of that other stuff. You carry him, he carries the heavy stuff. Amen? He said in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, listen, I hear young people say this all the time it's too hard to live for God it's too hard to... no it's not not if you really live for him if you really live for it's hard to live for God when you ain't really living for him it's not when you're really living for God look Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28 he said come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden he said and I'll carry the heavy stuff you see that he said I'll carry the heavy stuff you carry me and then look at verse 30 what My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's not hard to carry Jesus. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. When you're really, really, really living for Jesus, it's not hard. Amen. Y'all don't get it. You'll think about that on the way home. Listen, I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. But you didn't have to carry the heavy lift. Amen. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. But you don't have to carry the heavy lift. You don't have to carry the heavy lift. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but you don't have to keep carrying the heavy lift in your life. You carry Jesus. Let him do the heavy lifting. Amen. Y'all been carrying stuff that you ain't supposed to be carrying. You're carrying stuff you ain't supposed to be carrying. You don't have to make it your own. You have a Savior who says, I'll help you. Grace will lighten your load. Amen. Grace will lighten your shame. Grace will lighten your guilt, grace will lighten the load of your past failures, grace will pick you back up. Come on, give him some praise up in here this morning because grace will pick you back up, grace will put you back together, you don't have to carry it no more. Here's another big one, I'm almost done. A donkey is built for endurance, not speed. Where's my donkey girl at? Sorry, I'm only kidding. I don't, her name's Lisa. Donkeys are built for endurance, not speed. Donkeys are built for endurance, not speed. Amen. Look at Ecclesiastes 9:11. See what it says? The race is not to the swift. Come on. The race is not to the swift. Donkeys are built for endurance, not speed. Boy, are we ever gonna learn that in our culture today? Are we ever gonna learn that? How many ministries have you seen <laughs> gone? Amen. Are we ever going to learn that? I want to tell you something. One thing about this will be church right here. Woo. We got our ups and downs. We got our issues just like everybody else. But I'm going to tell you one little thing right now. We're not some fly-by-night ministry built on some hotshot preacher and some worship guy who thinks he can sing. We're going to go back to this book right here every single time. We're going to pull this book out. Let me tell you something. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We need something to be fly by night. Think, Oh yeah, good run, Jesus. We're building something that outlasts us. This is the bride of Christ. We ain't going nowhere. Amen. We ain't going nowhere. We're going to go back to this book. We're going to get on our knees. We're going to love one another. We're going to forgive one another. We're not some flash in the pan ministry. This is going to be gone. We ain't going nowhere. A mule is not a racehorse. A mule is not a racehorse. The race is not to the swift, nor is the battle to the strong. Come on, but listen. But he that endures to the end will be saved. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Donkeys are built for endurance. Listen to this. I want to tell you, you got to get a hold of that. Donkeys are built for endurance, not speed. You got to get a hold of that because people are quitting the race people are quitting the race people are giving up on the faith people are giving up on the race people are falling aside like the plague come on y'all we see it everywhere we just talked about it people are giving up everywhere they're quitting they're walking away from the faith and many of you you're losing joy you're losing peace that fire of God that you once had come on you know what I'm talking about and you don't understand it, I'm here to tell you that it's not how good you started. But I've made up my mind this morning. I'm gonna make it to the finish line. I've made up my mind. It's not how you start the race. I know many of you just losing that fire. You're losing that passion. Can I tell you, I can't let nothing stop me. Don't let nothing get in your way. You've got to make it to the finish line. This is an endurance race. This is an endurance race. How many of you say, Pastor Jamie, I have been truly blessed by God. How many of you truly say that? Let me see your hands. Keep them up. Keep them up for a minute. He's done amazing blessings in my life. Come on, keep them up. Like I don't, I don't deserve the house I have. I don't deserve the car I have. I don't deserve the job I have. I don't deserve the life I have. I don't deserve, come on y'all, let me see. Is that you? Can y'all do that? Let's see. I don't even deserve it. Amen? Let me tell you something. My last point, and here's a, it's not my last point. Y'all thought, y'all like, man, it's almost lunchtime, dude. You've been blessed beyond measure, but I want you to understand this. I want you to understand this. You carry the burden, but don't you ever, ever, ever forget that Jesus gets the praise. You carry the burden, but Jesus gets the praise. It would have been easy for that donkey. I want you to hear me. When he started entering into Jerusalem, all he was ever used to was just muddy old trails. He's just used to walking around in the mud and the dirt. It was all he ever knew. Now they're throwing expensive coats down on the floor for him. Read it. Read it. They're taking their coats off and they're cutting palm branches and they're laying them out on the floor for him. On the ground for him. And now he's walking on it. And he's walking on a path of prosperity. Come on, somebody. All he was ever used to was mud and trails. Now he's walking down a path of prosperity. Now he's walking down a path of, wow. All the shouts coming. All the praises are coming. Hosanna. Wonderful counselor. Everlasting prince. Father Father. And this donkey is just walking and he's hearing these praises coming everywhere. Come on, y'all. Could have been real easy for that donkey to actually think, wow, they're really looking at me, ain't they? (laughs) Could have been real easy for that donkey to walk in and say, wow, I'm really something. They're really, really impressed with me. You carry the burden. He gets the glory. He gets the praise. He gets the honor. He gets all the glory. Hallelujah. And some of you better go back to giving him the glory because I'm telling you, it ain't about you, donkey. Amen? You better go back to giving him the glory of everything that's happening in your life, donkey. You need to give him some praise. Corey Ten Boom said, I was just the donkey that carried Jesus to the multitudes. That's all. Corey Ten Boom, I was just the donkey that carried Jesus to the multitudes. That's all I am. I ain't nobody. And if you'll be that kind of person that will just give him praise for everything that's ever happened in your life, for every victory that's ever happened in your life, just give him the glory for it right now. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. You get the praise. I'm going to tell you. You carry the burden, but he gets the praise. Now I'm on my last point. (laughs) The story teaches us Jesus can't use you until you've been untied. Why do you think we had 70 people to celebrate recovery Thursday night Jesus cannot use you until you've been untied. Look at Matthew 21. Look at verse 2. He says, you're going to find that donkey. You're going to find that donkey. And it's going to be tied up to a post. And he said, loose him. Untie him. Loose him. Untie him right now. And it's going to be tied. He said, when you're tied to something... Can I tell you that when you're tied to something, the scenery never changes. You're tied to it. You're stuck to it. The scenery never changes. When you're tied to an addiction, a drug addiction is all you see. When you're tied to something, when you're tied to shame and guilt, all you see is shame and guilt. When you're, Are you following me? When you're tied to something, you're tied to it. That's all you ever see. There's a whole nother world out there that you're never going to see. When you're tied to alcohol, that's all you see. When you're tied to pornography, that's all you see. It's right here. You can only see. That's all you see. You follow me? That's all you're going to see. When you're tied to it, you try to get away every once in a while, but you can't. You're tied to it. You can't get away from it. But when Jesus unties you, watch this, y'all. Watch this. When Jesus unties you and he begins to get in you and he begins to ride on your back, come on, y'all. He'll take you to places you've never been before. He will take you to places. He will show you things you've never seen before. I promise you, he will give you victories you've never had before. When Jesus unties you, he said, loose him, and bring him to me. You're going to have a whole new life. And then you start realizing I was thinking so small. God really can use me. I was thinking so small. I was thinking all I was ever going to be is a drug addict. Come on, somebody. You think so small. And if you'll get loose, if you'll just get loose and you'll let him lead you. Jesus says, I'll change the the road you're walking on. He says, I'll change the path you're going on. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, I got to untie you from that. And I'm going to take you over here. Amen. He said, I'm going to change the road you're on. I'm going to change the path you're on. So now I want to ask you my original question. Can Jesus use me? Yes. He can use every single One of you. Every one of you. Yes, he can. If you'll let him do what he did for that lowly animal. If you will let him do for you what he did for that lowly animal, Jesus can use you. Amen? He will use you. Come on, stand to your feet all around this room. you a question. Are you willing to disconnect from what's been holding you back? One person is? Praise the Lord. Are you willing to disconnect from what has been holding you back? Amen. Amen. Do you want the scenery of your life to change? One of you? Praise God. Somebody's getting it. Do you want to disconnect from what's been holding you back? Do you want the scenery of your life to change? Amen. Jesus takes you to new places, to new environments, to new relationships. Will you let Jesus use you? Will you let Jesus use you? He's not looking for stallions. He's not looking for the qualified. He's looking for you. He's looking for you.